right. Hey, welcome to Grandma's Basement. I'm Mr. Tyrone. That's Mr. Mast. And hanging out with us tonight is Dave Jones. He's a music enthusiast, but we're going to kind of focus on 90s rock because that's kind of what we sort of know, maybe. <laughs> Me and Jordan. Dave knows pretty much a lot. So I guess we'll get started and uh, see what happens. The dog's excited. Yeah, so like, uh, as far as like music goes, I don't know about you guys, but like for my music, when I was growing up, I was listening to like sports talk radio and stuff like that. So I never really got into music until I was, you know, older. So this, this is like a, an area where I'm kind of missing. So hopefully we can talk about what, what we need to talk about. But this was the era of sports talk radio for me. So we'll, we'll see if we can, we can power through this. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out what we got to do. It'll be all right. Okay. So <laughs> what cultural events helped aid in the creation of 90s rock slash grunge? What cultural events <laughs> helped aid in, repeat this again, helped aid in the creation of 90s grunge rock? Yeah. Okay. Um, hmm. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> that one kind of took me off guard. Uh, I, I guess it, it was uh, maybe the election of Clinton, you know, you kind of had that young, hip president in the office. And uh, I guess, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess there was kind of a, a revamp of the 60s, maybe a little bit that whole, you know, kind of, we don't really care about society and how they think about us came about. And I don't know. I mean, uh, it made everybody kind of wear dirty t-shirts and flannels tied around their waist. And we wanted some distortion in our guitars and, you know, some mumbled lyrics that you really didn't know what they were saying. So you could just kind of <laughs> blurt it out there and maybe it sounded good all right That's so who who like name some of your bands that you followed uh for the grunge rock area era of the 90s uh well you know i mean pearl jam soundgarden alice in chains you know those all hit me right when i was about 12 13 years old and uh you know of course nirvana came out but being as grunge as i was i didn't like nirvana because everybody liked nirvana so, you know, I, I, I more went towards Soundgarden a lot. They were a really big influence on me. And that, I mean, being a, a, a you know, a music enthusiast as I am, and I've, I've, you know, played in bands and things like that. And Chris Cornell, the lead singer of Soundgarden, really inspired me a lot. He actually became one of my favorite musicians and still is to this day. So, yeah, I started out really young liking him and went around that Soundgarden. And, so, uh, I mean... Like I said, I kind of missed out on that generation because out of then, uh, it was a little bit before me. So what type of clothing, like what kind of type of clothing were you guys using? You said you said like flannels and dirty t-shirts, but was there like, a, like something that you guys wore through high school that was kind of like identified you as like the grunge kids or whatever? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I kind of felt like, you know, and I'm sure a lot of the kids of the 90s say this and it went all the way back to the 80s and the 70s. But I kind of felt like before grunge came around, I was wearing rock T-shirts with flannels, you know, and, uh, you know, but, you know, I grew up in the 80s. So I grew up on the 80s rock and that, you know, that kind of hair music, hair band stuff. So I was wearing, you know, Guns N' Roses shirts and Poison and Def Leppard. And, uh, you know, that was just kind of what me and my friends all wore. That was what we liked. That's what we listened to. It's what we grew up on. So then when grunge hit, 
it was like, all right, well, now you just change the band and you go to Pearl Jam, you go to Soundgarden, but you still wear that flannel, still grow your hair long, uh, you know, and, and torn jeans, you know, uh, usually black combat boots, you know, but we were already wearing it. And it, so it was kind of cool that all of a sudden MTV was playing a, a band of guys that looked like us and it kind of just hit and we all loved it. And the next thing you know, the masses loved it. Did you guys look down on the people who liked Nirvana? Like I know you said that it was kind of got, went really mainstream and I know Nirvana went really mainstream, but yeah, like, did you guys look down at them? No, no, by no means did we look down at them. It was just, you know, when, when we all discovered those bands, like, like, uh, like Pearl Jam, like Soundgarden, uh, yeah. Alice in Chains, Mother Love Bone, Screaming Trees, you know, and even, even like some real obscure ones that like people hadn't even heard about, like, you know, that were considered grunge and punk, like, like Sonic Youth and even Primus kind of showed up at that time that those, you know, we really knew a lot about them, knew their whole albums, whereas the radio and MTV, you know, played all their hits. And then, you know, next to, you know, the, the, the athletes at school and the popular kids at school were all like really digging it and, and starting to dress like us and all that. So it was kind of, <laughs> it, it was weird. We kind of laughed at it, you know, because that's they really, really didn't know what grunge was. That's really strange where you, I mean, you're kind of dressing like that anyways before, and then all of a sudden, your, your jocks or whatever kind of start looking like like you a little yeah. bit more than yeah i mean it got cool <laughs> it really got weird. cool to be anti-establishment you know what i mean and you know i mean really that kind of it, it went all the way through high school you know what i mean and and, and even you know just it, i think it's still around a little bit even with younger kids today that you know they kind of still have that anti like i have a 12 year old son and uh he you know he grows his hair long he wears flannel shirts and he likes you know, he, he tries to dig into some of that 90s music. But, you know, now nowadays, rock and roll really isn't like that no more. You know what I mean? They're, they're, you don't really have those standout, shout-at-the-man bands much anymore. So, uh, you know, he's got to dig deep into the catalog and listen to some of dad's music. What has happened to uh, rock and roll nowadays? It seems like it's kind of dead. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think you can pretty much call it pop rock, you know, in my opinion. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, there, there's some stuff out there that I like. There's still some true heroes of rock and roll, I think, you know, like Dave Grohl, for instance, I mean, who came from Nirvana. I think, you know, he's still really shredding it and, and writing some good stuff and, and, you know, sticking true to his roots, uh, you know, but you know, there's not much out there. But uh, I guess I'm old now, so I don't like any of the new stuff. <laughs> sure, of course. What's your next question, Ty? I was going to say ask you talked about Soundgarden would you consider them your your favorite band yeah 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 by far Soundgarden was my favorite band and I you know I can't call them my favorite band this is just about 90s music and, and like you said yeah. earlier in the conversation I know a lot about a lot of music so yeah. but Soundgarden's definitely a top five band okay what would be a song that we would we would know and what's a song that we may maybe not know that is considered good uh, I, I would say the probably the most popular Soundgarden sound song out there that you probably know is Black Hole Sun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't know if that rings a bell. Yeah. But, oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I listen to yeah. I listen to Soundgarden a lot. Like, yeah, coming back Soundgarden it, got but... played a lot in the '90s, early 2000s, and then Chris Cornell went on to join Audio Slave, and they kind of kept that Soundgarden sound, uh, you know, essentially. And uh, yeah, I think Black Hole Sun was probably their biggest hit. What about like a song that maybe we don't know that you consider like was actually really good? 
Oh God, where can I start? Yeah, I mean, I know there's probably a bunch, but <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, somewhere slaves and bulldozers, um, uh, Rust, Rusty Cage. I mean, Rusty Cage got a little bit of airplay back then. It was actually the first time I had ever heard of him. Was Rusty Cage hitting MTV on 120 minutes? Um, oh God, like oh, the day I tried to live, uh, uh, like suicide. Oh, birth ritual. All right. Yeah, there's just a ton, man. I'm telling you, there's such a good band. And, you know, it, it's uh, if you ever get a chance to dig into any any library of a 90s band, man, dig into Soundgarden because they got a lot of good stuff. And Chris Cornell's got a solo career that uh, that he kind of did, you know, after Soundgarden in between Audio Slave. And they got a lot of good stuff with that, too. And, you know, a, a really good thing here was there was actually a, a like a pet project with Chris Cornell called Temple of the Dog. And uh, what they did was they actually took some members of Soundgarden and some members of Pearl Jam, merged them into this great grunge band, almost like a super grunge band that kind of paid tribute to uh, to uh, one of the other bands that lost their lead singer to, of course, you know, heroin, uh, Mother Love Bone. Uh, Andy Wood was his name, and uh, he was friends with everybody. You know, they're all from Seattle. And uh, yeah, Temple of the Dog, it was a really great tribute band. And they, they made one album, and it, it still goes down to me as like one of my top 10 albums of all time. And it's literally a perfect mesh of Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Oh, nice. Any other questions, Jordan? <laughs> yeah, you said that, uh, not necessarily about 90s rock, but you were, you were talking about um, that Soundgarden is like one of your top five. What are, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be 90s, but what is your top five band set that you would say? Oh, uh, you know, I would probably just because of, you know, influence what I play as a musician. I, I, I love Soundgarden, but they'd probably be number five. Um, you know, I, I, I just go back to the to to the, the the roots of rock and heavy metal with probably number four would be like Pink Floyd. I mean, I I, I grew up on Pink Floyd a lot. I had, I had, you know, a younger father when I was growing up and he was a musician too. And he really pushed Pink Floyd, you know, down my throat. I listened to a lot of that growing up. And then my mother was actually a really huge Beatles fan. So I, I'm probably called Beatles my number one band. Uh, and then I myself kind of started getting into Led Zeppelin a lot. And that's actually oh, sure. yeah. what I started playing when I got into music was Led Zeppelin. So I would say, you know, Beatles, Led Zeppelin, uh, Black Sabbath, Floyd, Soundgarden. Also a real big Metallica fan, you know, just, you know, also being a 90s band. They weren't grunge, but they were there. And, you know, they were around since I was a kid, too. So I really grew up on a lot of that as well. So, yeah, I'd say Beatles, Zeppelin, Floyd, Metallica, Soundgarden. Oh, you know, a lot of that's considered dinosaur rock nowadays, but it really never goes out of style. I mean, you no, know, I actually, all, all the I don't, I don't think, with like, uh, now with like all these music platforms, um, I think a lot of people and a lot of younger people are going at least going back and listening to those bands. Like, I know that we didn't grow up with them necessarily, but now I'm starting to discover some of those, not discover, but like, those are pretty mainstream bands but like yeah. they're really really good there's a reason why they were um yeah. and so i'm trying to go back into that that time frame and, and listen to everybody and so i think more and more people will start you know taking a look at it i mean because there's there are on so many different platforms now i hope so because i mean that's just the best music ever written man i mean and, oh for and sure everything that came after it just you know it, it was inspired by that and and i really think that's 
the greatest moments in rock and roll were just, you know, those late sixties, early seventies of all those bands really, you know, pumping out all that original stuff. It was just, it, it like I said, not only did it, it inspire bands like Soundgarden and Metallica, it really, it, it, I think it really just led the path for, for rock music and what it turned into. What type of music do you play in your band? Uh, we actually, you know, uh, I like to do a lot of blues, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Zeppelin happens, you know. Uh, Zeppelin's just when, when you're talking blues and you're talking rock, there's no better mashup of Zeppelin. And uh, you, know, you know, I would love to, you know, dig more into '90s grunge, but it's kind of hard to find that that demographic of musician right now because they got to be my age to really get inspired <laughs> by that. And I I tend to play with guys younger than me, you know. But like I said, that Zeppelin just never goes out of style. They, you know, they that that stuff just reaches all the ages, like you were saying. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm always pushing the guys, whoever I'm jamming with, whether it's one group or another group, to try to get into that 90s sound. So uh, that's that's always me in the background saying, hey, play some Soundgarden, you know, hey, let's do some Pearl Jam, something like that. But uh, I'd say mostly we just do covers and we do covers more on the blues end, like Led Zeppelin. You know, we go back into Allman Brothers, things like that, and, uh, but stick mainly with the blues sound. Uh, what do you guys play? Do you guys play like at bars and stuff like that or just local yeah, areas? We have, yeah, we have. You know, I've played with various people. Some people stay the same. We switch other instruments out, you know, uh, with other people. Uh, Pretty much whoever whoever's willing to jam will jam, you know. But I'd say most of the jamming we do is just for ourselves. But, uh, you know, I have played out before. I have done shows before. Uh, we played plenty of parties, plenty of pig roasts. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's uh it's nothing that I really get paid for. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do it for free, really, because I, I love to do it. But uh, you know, and then I've never, you know, I have a family, I, I have, you know, two kids and full time jobs, so it's it's hard to devote a lot of time into it to get really good enough to call it a, a second career, you know. So but definitely my my favorite hobby that I have. Right there. Yeah. I was just gonna add I don't even actually know. Do you play an instrument? I, I play drums. I mean, I, I, I grew up playing drums. My dad was a drummer. Uh, I, I'm good enough now to teach my son how to play because he wants to play drums. So we got him a drum set. You know, I like to show him the, the fundamentals of it. But by no means am I good enough right now to sit down and play a song for you on the drums. I keep a beat. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the main thing I do is sing. I, I love to sing. Uh, I uh I wouldn't really consider myself a great singer. I'm just a pretty good mocker, you know. <laughs> I could uh I could take a song that I hear and try my hardest to sound like that person and make it sound decent. But uh yeah, drums, a little bit of piano here and there, not not good at all with that. Maybe, you know, some, you know, blues C. That's about it. But uh I'd say if you had to put me behind a behind a, a drum set, I could make it sound decent. Somebody calling you, Jordan? Yeah, <laughs> it's not me. Me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sorry. It's usually me. It's usually me when like I usually get text uh, messages through. I, it says so it's no big deal. We kind of talked about it before, but like, what other genres were influenced by like '90s rock, and like, how is how is it shown in that music? Uh, you know, I would say that that if, and I didn't really like it, but that emo thing that happened, you know, that I think that kind of came from grunge, you know, that whole, oh, I don't want anybody to look at me and I want to try to hide my face and I'm really upset and I'm really angry. So I want to write songs about that. I think that definitely came from grunge. 
And, uh, you, you know, I would like to think that some of that, I guess you couldn't call Creed and Nickelback, you know, great, but I definitely think that sound came from grunge. And, it, you know, I mean, if you like them or not, they were really popular and they made a lot of money. <laughs> and, you know, oh, you get, sure. I, I'll admit that they have some catchy tunes. And I think that came from grunge as well. They had some hits. I don't mind them. I know that it's not really cool to say that you like some Creed or Nickelback songs, but every once in a while, they have some bangers. It's no big deal. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit it. You know, there's some Creed and Nickelback songs that I like. Probably more Creed than Nickelback, but there's some there's some songs I like. Okay. Jordan, you have any other questions? No, let's go to the cookie jar. All right, we'll go to the cookie jar. You ready for this? Sure. What's right. <laughs> cookie jar? It's our random questions. That's what we call okay. it. All right. I mean, I ask most people this question. Uh, best place to get pizza or wings? Krause's. Now, when you say Krause's, do you have like a special order for Krause's? Because I know that there's like special ways of, of ordering there that I, I don't know how to figure it out. Uh, I mean, I get the topper. The topper, it's double crust. Okay. But yeah, Krause's pizza, tops. Is there a, they have a couple locations, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like is there a specific the location that's better than the others? Yeah, I mean, I, doesn't everybody say that one Krause's is better than the others? I, I, I personally think the West Lincoln Way one is the best one right here in Maslin. Okay. Uh, you have a second question, Jordan? I got to think of my other one. Yeah. Do you do you play any board games or anything like that to, to pass the time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I tell you, I love Risk. I, I like to play Risk. I'm actually teaching my son how to play it. I used to play it with my friends all the time. It's hard enough now, to, though, to get a bunch of people to play it, but I love Risk. Uh, and, of course, uh, you know, would like to play a good game Monopoly. It might take five hours, but it's fun, right? <laughs> yeah, both of those games, you got to sit down for multiple hours, but I, I both I love both those games, too. They're, they're classics for a reason. Yes. Ty, do you have another one? I have a question, but I'm scared he's going to disconnect his phone when I ask it. Uh, so what is your favorite Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth song? Uh, <laughs> uh, these questions are loaded. Uh, <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know, or even if you care, I hate Smash Mouth. I hate them. But uh, I, 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 I don't I just don't like them. Uh, I, mean, I like the movie Shrek, so I guess All Star. I mean, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I think that might be the only song I know of them. Just yeah, I think I'll say, I'll, I'll say All Star. Okay. And if you're if you're not going for pizza at Krause's, is there like a a hole in the wall restaurant that you would uh, recommend in Maslin area? I, I'm. I like to go to the Cameo Grill. It's a nice little place it's right on Erie Street. World famous hamburgers. Uh, a really big burger. They even have a burger challenge there. Uh, it's a nice place. If you're ever in Mass and really check it out, it's right on right on South Erie, Cameo Grill. Okay. Okay. And I told you about this question, just so you're ready. Uh, share a story or a memory of uh, one of your grandmas. Uh, I used to visit my grandmother in West Virginia. She lived in Fairmont, West Virginia. And I remember me and my parents and all my cousins, we'd go there and we'd stay like a week. You know, I mean, I don't know, I was little, I think it was a few days or whatever, but we'd go there. And 
I remember all of us would just like camp on the living room floor, you know, like four of us to a bed. And I just always remember waking up. I always wake up early. I'm always up before the sun. I, I still do it. But my grandma would be up still drunk from the night before cooking eggs, bacon, sausage, everything in this huge pan, sipping a bush <laughs> and just flipping the eggs all in one huge, you know, she'd grab the whole cast iron pan and just flip them all, bam. <laughs> and that's the best food ever too. <laughs> that's, that's a great grandma memory to me. I'll never forget it. Sure. Yeah. Special. Well, Jordan, you have anything else? No, no, thanks for coming on. I yeah, appreciate hey, it. Uh, like I said, this, this, is, this, this isn't exactly in our wheelhouses, but I thought it was interesting to talk to you for sure. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. This was fun. All right. Hey, thanks. All, All right. right. Peace out. See ya.